Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome back to another episode of Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, we getting this thing down. (laughs) Um, This week, Nay. This week we have a couple of objectives. We are going to actually talk from the topic of love in action. Ooh la la. Yes. Love, love exciting and new. Come aboard. Love We're expecting you. Love so action. anyway. Action. Um, so the objectives <laughs> for this week, we're going to discuss love. We're going to talk about the five love languages uh, from the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And we want to help couples identify their primary love language. And then once you identify what your primary love language is, how to use your spouse's love language to communicate effectively. Communicate. Yes. Communicate. So last week we talked about walk, walking the walk in communication. So now we want to help you put that into action. The Greek uh, language has many variations of the word love, whereas in English, it unfortunately is limited to just one, uh, which doesn't really encompass or do enough to explain the word love. So today we want to break it down for you just a little bit. Uh, One such word in the Greek is Eros. Eros refers to passionate love. Ooh. Yes. Or romantic love. Romantic love. <laughs> um, the, the term erotic is Ooh, derived erotic. from eros. Erotic. Yeah, Ooh. y'all hear my background help. <laughs> <laughs> the next Greek word is phileo. phileo. Love of a fellow man. This word speaks of warm affection shared between friends. Oftentimes you'll hear it referred to as brotherly love. Oh, like I love you, man. Yeah. Uh, Bruh, love you. Bruh, yes. So the last one we probably hear more often in a church setting, agape. Agape refers to selfless love or the God kind of love. It is the most powerful version of the word love. It's the most noblest type. It's sacrificial love, if you will. Mm. Agape love is more than just a feeling. Mm. It is an act of the only, the only, uh, excuse me, it is an act of the will. Mm. Uh, This love that God has for his people and the prompted the sacrifice of his only son, Jesus for our sins, Jesus is agape love personified. So when you said that, first thing I thought of, and you said this quite a few times, I've heard you say this, is that selfish people should not get married. You're selfish, that marriage is not for you. The ministry of marriage is not for you. Absolutely not. And then when you just refer to agape, um, when you talked about agape, you talked about selfless love. So that basically means even... If I feel you're not doing what I think you should be doing, I still have to love you. Mm. Ooh, that's deep right there. And I, I still have to love you. I mean, that that's I'm just I'm just going off of what you said, selfless love. So me loving you is independent upon how what you're doing. Right. Or right. what you don't do. 
Right. It's, it's not. Of. It's unconditional. Oh. No conditions. Oh, man. That's that's a bummer right there. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer for some people who want to get married and they think it's all about meeting their individual needs. And it's, and it's not about your individual needs. It's about meeting the needs of another. Yes. Selfless. Yes. All right. I'm not going to get off track, but we... Whenever we get to roles and responsibilities, I feel like we're going to come back to this um, at some point. So in a nutshell, let me just ask you a question. What is love? Hmm. Let's pause and give them a moment to think about that. As the Bible would say, Selah. 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 Now, I know what love isn't. It isn't passive. Love is an action word. First John 4 and 7 in the English Standard Version says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. It's from God. Okay. God is love. God is love. Absolutely. And John 3.16 talks about it, says it this way. God so loved the world that he gave. So love is a verb. It's an action word. It's more than what we say. It's what we do. I should, if I love you, and there should be some quantifiable actions mm. behind. I'm maybe I read a dictionary yesterday. Um, <laughs> quantifiable. <laughs> there goes Webster again, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, there should be some action behind um, my verbal expression of it. Mm. So mm. yeah, if I love you, then I should express it. Express it. Excuse me. And my actions. So basically what you're saying is what you say should also line up with what you do. Yeah. The two shouldn't contradict one another. And what I do should line up with what I say. All right. Amen, brother. I'm going to send you an offering. I'm just saying, if you say you love somebody, what you do should line up with what you say. Yes. And so love is an action word. It's a verb. It's an action word. And I hear um, spouse out there in podcast land saying, hey, um, my spouse doesn't support me in my business venture or whatever it is you're trying to do. And my question to you is, why doesn't your spouse support you? Mm. Um, one of the things you have to remember is that you cannot have a different vision for either you or your family every week, every month. Um, it, you can't just, um, for lack of a better term, be all willy-nilly. You're bouncing around from this to that. One one week you're doing, I don't know, artificial intelligence. Next week you want to cure, um, I don't know, cure the common cold. Now this week you're working on COVID-19. It's, it's every week is something different. And so how can you say or how do you realistically expect your spouse to, res I ain't going to say respect you, but respond to you in a manner that you think you should they should respond to you when every week is something different. Um, I know we talked about the disc uh, in a couple of, a couple of podcasts ago, DISC. <clears throat> we talked about that. And I just want to shout out to the marriage, the Holy hookup, but, whoop, whoop. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the type of person. I know we're all different. We all have different personalities but I'm the type of person where you do one thing and accomplish that before moving on to something else. And so, and again, I come back to the to the spouse or to the person who thinks their um, companion 
is not supporting them. It's like, how many different visions are you going to have? Mm. You know, that you do accomplish one thing, get that done before you move on to the next thing. And because we're different people and more than likely you and your spouse have different um, personalities, you may be the type of person that, um, and I don't want to get too far into the disc, but you may be the type of person that doesn't plan and you just say, oh, this is a good idea. That's a good idea. But your spouse is the planner. You know, they need notes. They need mm. a plan. They need, hey, what what are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish? And so that's where com- communication comes in and knowing your love language, knowing um, as far as disc is concerned, your personality, your personality type, type mm-hmm. all of that comes into play. So I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to, in the future, delve a little bit more deeper into understanding your spouse's personality what makes them tick, so to speak, what makes them act the way they do. So someone who is all willy nilly and one week they're an engineer and the next week they want to be an astronaut or the next week they want to be a a nurse or mm-hmm. um, there's some underlying thing mm-hmm. that caused them to be that way. Yeah. So that's definitely something worth investing the time into finding out about your mate, which is why communication is so important. Mm -hmm. It's investing time to get to know the person because Mm -hmm. the reality of it is when you date, when you're engaged, even if you've lived together, you truly don't know that person inside and out. And as time evolves and we grow and we get older, we still have to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. So we have to continually communicate, which is why the disc was such a good investment for us. Because even though people will say you were married 31 years and you took this disc to find out each other's personality type, it has helped us tremendously in our communication mm-hmm. because it helped us to understand why the other does a certain thing a certain way and just to have a little bit more level of respect even mm-hmm. if we can't understand the person at least respect oh that's why that's why yeah. you do it that way so that's who you are that's who you are yes yeah. yes and i wish we would have taken that thing oh we've been married 33 probably good 30 years ago <laughs> Where were the Browns? I don't. Years ago? I don't think we. I don't think we were ready. I don't think we were ready. God knew we were not ready. We oh probably would have totally ignored it. But to God be the glory. He knew the timing that we needed to take that, yeah. and it was. I think um, apropos for us mm-hmm. at thirty-one years yeah. so uh, what, to do it. So what we've been talking about is investing in your marriage so far. Yes. Yes. Another investment is counseling. Oh yeah. A lot of people look at that as taboo, but uh, I've heard it before, and I certainly co-sign and agree with it. Counseling, Jesus and counseling, you cannot go wrong with a marriage counselor. It's Mm -hmm. not anything bad. Look at it as getting a Mm tune-up. Sometimes you don't have to wait until trouble strikes to go to a counselor. Just do it because you feel a shift. You feel a change in your marriage. You say, you know what? Let's just go to talk to someone that can help bring out some things that normally just the two of you having a conversation won't do it. So counseling is definitely um, an investment. Can you think of some other things? Um, I want to stick with counseling. 
I can think of a lot of things, but I, I want to stick with counseling because you said something that was uh, profound and prolific. Mm. <laughs> you talked about it being a shift and sometimes life will hit you, um, hit your marriage. And whether it's an addition of a child or a loved one or whatever it may be, somebody moving into the house, whatever it may be. And you just need an independent third party or three or four parties if you go into couples counseling and to just um, sit there and discuss this is what's going on and how do we handle this shift in our marriage. So it's not as if every time you go to counseling or coaching, like you said, something's wrong. It's just maybe something changed in our marriage. And we just want to make sure we are in alignment, we're in agreement that wherever, you know, wherever life is taking us, whatever road life is taking us down, that we're in agreement right. on how we're going to handle this. Yeah. And it's not if something change, it's mm-hmm. when something change. Yeah. Because change is inevitable. Yeah. So other things we invest in, uh, you asked me earlier, uh, we invest in school, um, higher education. Lord knows we got enough student loans out there, myself included. Uh <laughs> We invest in our careers. Um, we take all different type of classes, seminars, certifications. These are things we invest in. We invest in our wardrobe for our career. Mm, um, do you hear that, ladies? All of these things we are we're doing for the rest of our lives, but we're not even sure if that's if the road we're going down, as far as our uh, career is concerned, is something we want to do for the rest of our lives. We think, you know, I went to school for to be an engineer. I'm just throwing that out there. And you're not even in the engineering field right now. But just think how much time, money, blood, sweat, and tears you invested in that uh, field. And now you're not even in there right now. So we invest in our children. Um, Which is a, certainly a, a good investment, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying... These are all things we we invest in after school activities or sports and all those things for our children. But when it comes to marriage, um, do we really invest in our marriage? Mm. And if and I'm going to speak for myself personally, just me, Doug. This is my opinion. Doug 101. If someone is having a marriage event and we find out about it, one of the first questions I normally ask is how much is it? Even if the cost is expensive, expensive is a relative term to, to people because I don't know your, your budgets and all that income. But even if it's expensive, it's not really expensive because I want you to look at it. If I plan or if you plan on spending a lifetime or the rest of your life with your spouse. Which you should. Which you should. Then if the cost of the marriage event is $300, $500, whatever it may be, that's really nothing when you average it out over the cost of your entire marriage. And so one of the things we, and again, I'm just talking about me. One of the things I have to get out of is hearing about a marriage event and saying, well, how much does it cost? Because when it came to school, I was like, okay, I got to get this degree. When it came to my career, I got to get these certifications. I'm going to this seminar. Um, Renee's gone to seminars overnight out of state and you know it was like okay we just got to do it 
But when it comes to our marriage, it's like we think of all these different reasons why we cannot invest in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a, a valid, it's an excuse, really. And you know what I keep hearing in my head is the rate of the rate of <laughs> rate of return. Mm-hmm. So if if you invest little in your marriage, how much you think you're going to get out of it? Little. To whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. That's marriage is a big responsibility. Yeah. So you're going to have to invest in it. Yeah. And I I remember we was in Potter's house years ago. I remember Bishop Jake saying, no one is going to invest more in you than you will. Mm. So no one's going to invest more into your marriage than the two of you will. And communication is an investment. Communication effectively is an investment in your marriage. And so um, we're going to talk about investments. Uh, Speaking of investments, a good book to invest in. As you start to practice love in action is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, we read this book, I want to say, I think, ooh, years ago. Some years ago, <laughs> Bishop Owens of Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church, shout out to our pastor. Yep. He had a conference or a, I think it was a one day marriage seminar. And he gave this book to every married couple, the five love languages, how to express heartfelt communication to your mate. And Douglas and I took, uh, we read this book and then we took the assessment and found out each other's love language, which Mm -hmm. we have since found out has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's certainly. Because um, we changed. Yes, we change. Circumstances change. Our life change. The things we like change. Um, I still like you. I still love you. Oh, I love oh, you. Shuck it, duck it, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby's daddy, y'all. <laughs> so, the in the five love languages, Gary Chapman suggests that there are again five main love languages. One of which is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Acts of service, mm-hmm. receiving gifts, mm-hmm. quality time, mm-hmm. and physical touch. There you go. Now, we're not going to go into each one because, again, we are recommending that you make an investment in your marriage. And if we told you everything in the book, then we would save you the time and the money from going to get it yourself. So invest. We just, yes. So we want you to invest. This is a good investment. And we'll let you know at the end of this podcast the link to taking the free assessment online so that you and your spouse can identify what your love language is. Um, I would suggest reading the book together um, or at the same time and Mm -hmm. have discussions on it. It would definitely be uh, a good use of your time to communicate and um, just spend that quality time together, especially if you're a quality time person like my husband is. You and your oh, oh, oh see, I was already, I was ready to go somewhere until you was like, my husband is. Yes, uh, yes. You and your spouse can have your own little book club during this COVID-19 uh, self-quarantine. Yeah, just do a little book club thing and y'all could read a book and after each chapter, um, discuss it. Mm-hmm. I like, um, that's a good idea. As my wife um, alluded to, I am a quality time type of dude. Excuse me. And I wasn't always that way. 
Yes. And what I find, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, you can throw me under the bus on this podcast. Uh, For you with quality time, it is exactly what it says. You like to spend time with your wife. You like to spend time with me. And quality time means you have my undivided attention. Sit on the couch with me. Yes. Um, We're not doing anything. Sit on the couch. Sit on the couch, (laughs) sit and eat dinner. And I think one of the things that he loves... (laughs) a lot, especially during this pandemic. I do not like to work out outside. I do not like to walk outside, but I know that Doug likes that. So we'll go for walks when he takes a little break. And for him, that's quality time. Mm -hmm. We could talk about, you know, the birds, the trees, the people with the masks, whatever, you know. The people without the mask. The people without the mask. The people who should have on a mask, (laughs) they don't have on a mask. (laughs) But that's quality time because it's just me and him bonding. We talk Mm -hmm. about stuff of importance and we talk about things that's, you know, just random stuff. Just random stuff. And that means a lot to him. But that wasn't, 20 years ago, that wasn't my... Uh, primary love language. It was physical touch. Yes. And over time, you know, I've changed. And yours is words of affirmation. Yes. I got it right. Yes, it is. And you are a, you like to be affirmed with words. And appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Yes. Thank you for cooking dinner, dear. Oh, (laughs) yes. Even no matter what, what stage we're in, where we are. Yes. Nay, Renee. I almost did. Did I give out your nickname? No. Okay. Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. Renee wants to be affirmed. No, I I know. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't, yes. I didn't it, go back it, and edit out. Yes. It means a lot to me. Yeah. It does. So and you, I think years ago, mine was receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Yes. Yeah. See, okay. So here you are. You are words of affirmation. But me, um, as a just normally just a normal day, I don't talk as much as you do, but mm. I have to communicate or I have to talk because that's your love language. Mm. You know, so again, this comes back to I think we talked last week about power, and you have God has given you the power to change and the power to be what your spouse needs. What your spouse needs you to be, and so I have to talk, and I know that literally. There are times I'm sitting down and I can hear the Holy Spirit say, say something or say this to Renee or say that to Renee. And I'm like, I don't feel like saying anything. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that goes back to the beginning of the podcast where we talked about selfless. Yeah. So although I prefer not to walk outside, it's a selfless act for me to walk with you and spend time with you because I know that's what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just like if you don't feel like talking, just having a conversation with me because, you know, you know, I would love to talk or love to hear you say, you know, great job, babe. Yes. You did a great job. You did a great job. Um, that is selfless of you. you. Did a great job. And it means a lot to the other. And yes. when that happens, then you're both meeting each other's need. Mm-hmm. And then no one's going lacking. Ooh, no one's going lacking. Oh, that's that's a scripture, spiritual. That's, <laughs> we can go somewhere with that one. No one's going lacking. When I meet your need, no one goes lacking. Yes. So, I mean, it is true because if you're doing what I like and I'm doing what you like, we're both of our needs are being met. Mm-hmm. So, what the problem is? <laughs> the problem is we we we're being selfish. I want I want you to meet my needs. 
but I don't want to meet your needs. Oh, so you're saying other people are being selfish when they don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you and I, but I'm just saying generally speaking that the problem is, oh. problem comes in when people start being selfish okay. and okay. not selfless. I got you. Because if they were being selfless, then a lot of issues that arise in marriage wouldn't necessarily arise. Because your if your goal is to meet the need of your spouse, and if that's your common goal, then you guys should be golden. That's true. That's true. And if you're not, then we had to check your motives behind your actions. But that's another podcast for another day. Yes, and we're pretty sure we'll hit on that topic. <clears throat> oh, God, your motives. So, yes. Your, oh, my gosh, your motives have to be pure. Woo! Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're about to... We're about to turn into something if your motives aren't pure. Mm. Why you do what you do? Yes. Is it so you can get something out of the other person? Mm. See is, is that why you're doing what you're doing? So you can get something? Mm. Okay. Well, we're talking about communication. <laughs> and love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a good segue into what happens when the one you love isn't so lovable. Or those butterflies that you felt on the day you got married, they, they faded. Oh, okay. So now you're talking about commitment. Mm, agape love. Oh, and I know Co-Pastor Susie, um, great, great in my Calvary Holy Church. She's the first person I heard say this, only person I heard say this. You have to be more committed to the institution of marriage than you are the person you're marrying. You have to be committed to the institution of marriage mm. more than you are the person you're marrying. And so for anyone out there who's single listening to this, just think about your motive for wanting to get married. Do you want to get married because you want to do the will of God as it relates to marriage? Or are you so infatuated with the idea of having a companion or having someone by your side? Oh, that eternal clock kick a little bit. The, that clock, maternal clock. What is it? The, is it maternal clock clicking or kicking or what is it? Something you Some clock. Some clock. <laughs> Some clock ticking. Is the clock ticking and you see all your girlfriends or whoever get married, people in your family get married. And now it's like, oh, oh, hold up. You come here. Let's get married. Just realize marriage is a ministry. It is not for everybody and it's certainly not for selfish people and it is not for the faint at heart. You have to be willing to forgive. We'll probably have a podcast on forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to, you're going to have to make sure all the nine fruit of the spirit, temperance, long suffering, patience, all nine are going to have to hey, be. Hey, you the name all nine. Help me out, brother. Uh, <laughs> pneumatology. He got, Bishop he, Brown. He going to throw me under the bus because I ain't know all nine off the top of my head. Y'all you pray for out. us. Y'all pray for us. Next week when I come back, I'm going to have all nine. <laughs> you know, I didn't help you. <laughs> Do we need to pause for a commercial break? <laughs> come back with the nine fruit spirit. <laughs> It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Google it. It's in there. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Pull out your Bible. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. We need some help this week. Okay. The nine fruit of the spirit. <clears throat> but what's your motive behind wanting to get married? Yes. That's, that's a that's a deep question right there. Yeah. And 
you said something interesting. Um, marriage is a ministry. And I don't think we talk about that enough. I think if we really articulated that fully, that marriage is a ministry, I don't think half the things say half the people. A lot of people who got married wouldn't get married because they're looking at it as a ministry and not necessarily just something I want to do. And Lord knows when we got married, we wasn't thinking like yeah. this. <clears throat> but not every, just like in church, not everybody's called to preach. Not everybody's called to the pulpit. Lord knows not everybody's called to sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you the truth. Not everybody's called to sing. Not everybody's called to preach. Not everybody's called to evangelize. Um, not everybody's called to teach. Not everybody's going to get married. Yes. And not everybody's called to the ministry of marriage. Um, yes. Not to say you won't get married, but if you weren't called and God didn't call you, then you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of, I don't know. Heartache, pain. Uh, unnecessary pain. Unnecessary pain. <clears throat> Self-inflicted. You, you talked about that yeah. last week. Self-inflicted. Yeah, a lot of things might be going on in your marriage because um, maybe you weren't called to the ministry of marriage. But then that goes back to, you know, Elder Holder said, what do, what happens when you find out the one you married is not the one? Then you become the one. You become the right one. You become one. the right, right one. Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, it can be done. And we're just sharing with you different ideas and different um methodologies that we've experienced over our 30 plus years of marriage. And I know we laugh and joke a lot, but uh, marriage really is a ministry and we want you to be successful. That's our heart's desire yes. is that you be successful in marriage and that you pass on your, when you pass along your heritage to your children, that they look at you and, uh, and say, man, mommy and daddy, they did the darn thing. Yes. You know, they were married 30 years, 50 years, 60 years. Yes. And to me, that's that's a heritage right there where yes. your children and grandchildren can look at it and say, yes, they they did it. Yes. A that's legacy. a godly marriage. Yes. Yeah, because we're leaving a legacy in our family. As of right now, we are the only married couple on either side of our family. Mm -hmm. And so we know that our granddaughter um, and other Nieces and, nieces and nephews that are looking at us and observing us. And we want to set that godly example for them of mm -hmm. what a marriage should like, a godly marriage. Yeah. So we want to thank you for your time. Oh, you want to give out the link? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. So we're going to give you the link. and But before we do that, Galatians 5, 23 through 23. Back. <laughs> she came back with the <laughs> But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So again, in marriage, you absolutely have to have love, God kind of love. You definitely going to have joy and peace and forbearance. Kindness. Oh, what's another name for forbearance? Break that down. Forbearance, bearing. <laughs> You're gonna have to bear with with that person. You're is that long suffering? You got to suffer long. Is that long suffering? 
forbearance is uh, yes, is long suffering. Yeah, because I'm reading it out of the NIV version, yeah, King James version. That's the real version. I'm just joking, just joking out there, podcast land. Just joking. But <laughs> but no, okay. that's okay. Okay, so we're ready to give you the link. Uh, the link to take the quiz for the love language is www dot five the number five love languages dot com backslash quizzes so again that's www the number five love languages dot com slash quizzes forward slash excuse me I'm not a technical savvy person so Again, we thank you so much for joining us yes, this we week. Do. We appreciate you, and we just hope um, that something that we said blessed you, edified you, ministered to you, strengthened you, and helped you on this journey called marriage, yes. the married life. And we look forward to your comments. Please share this podcast with others. Please subscribe and support us. We mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it. God loves you, and we do also. (laughs) God bless you. We're out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.